Welcome everybody to a much needed, long-awaited episode of Real Rock Talk. Again, my name is Marion. I am here for you today. Hey guys, I am so sorry that it's taken a few weeks to get a new episode up, but I just want to let you know on a few things of what's going on. So, for one, um, Real Rock Talk actually made a move, and I'll explain why in a few moments. But we actually moved uh, across the state from uh, the the all important uh, hideaway cave in Rock Colts, Kentucky, out to Bowling Green. Um, Didn't think that that was going to take place, um, but it was kind of God led Uh, to explain a little bit of what's going on. I'll just I'll just put it to you like this. Um, So for the last bit i have been teaching my wednesday night class at uh first baptist rock holds uh in in uh, rock holds obviously and one of the things that we continue to talk about was to get out of the comfort zone to do things that were a little different um to uh put yourself out there a little bit because you if you don't change your situation won't and it got um actually shown to me by a message that I listened to the other day um, about from from Jim Rohn. And, and for those of you who don't know who Jim Rohn is, I'll just be really quick. Jim Rohn, um, if you've ever heard of Herbalife, which is a nutrition company, um, is uh, known for their products uh, through their contractor, through their um, operators and contractors. Um, really great stuff. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to a business out here in Bowling Green called 270 Nutrition. Um, Haley and Zach, awesome job with their, with their store. They use Herbalife products in their shakes. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm trying to lose a large amount of weight. I'm trying to shed a small teenager out of my, off my body. And so, because of that, um, looking for different things. And anyway, I, I was turned on to them by, uh, my buddy John and, and he, uh, he, he told me to give them a, give them a look. And I went and tried out their product. And I'm telling you, if you're in the Bowling Green area, you really, yeah, even if you're just passing through, you got to find them, get a taste of it. Uh, the shakes are awesome for 250 calories or less. You can't ask for something better and it just fills you up, makes you, makes you full, gives you a whole bunch of energy. It, I turned my wife onto it. She loved it so much. We're actually buying products. So, um, you know, I'm not just going to hawk a product on air. I'm, I'm actually going to buy the product and tell you how good it is. And over time, you'll we'll we'll start talking about that because that's actually part of my goals for 2020. Now, getting back to the story. So one day um, we go and see my mom who lives in Nashville and love my mom to death. She is she is my world. She actually, um, you know, basically molded me into the man that I am today. And so the joke has always been about my moving back home uh, to the Nashville area. And my sister lives there. Um, still got some friends there. Still have a lot of things going on in that area. And so mom has always been really big about us moving back. 
And I said, well, whenever the opportunity comes, then, you know, we'll take a look at it. So on our way back, normally we would take I-40, which goes basically right down the middle of the state of Tennessee to Monticello and then take the back way through uh, Monticello to the uh, quiet confines of Rockholtz. But because we had gone to church with my mom in North Nashville, we took Bowling Green. And as we were driving home that Sunday, I'm, I'm just in my own thoughts driving. My, mom, uh, my wife is in the passenger seat sleeping. And all of a sudden, God's talking to me. And he says, you know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to quite honestly talk the talk and walk the walk. So you've been doing all this talking, but now we're going to see how far you're willing to walk. And I'm driving through Bowling Green and I'm thinking, okay. And my wife has been talking about moving for a while. And I just kind of bypassed that conversation because I was comfortable. I was in a good church. I'm teaching a class, had a great job where I got to work from home. My wife is doing stuff from home. So we're spending a lot of time together. We're, We're working our relationship you know, the tax business was doing well, things like that. And and so for me, I'm kind of going, all right, you know, I'm really not horribly thrilled about this idea. So. So I told I told Sandra, I said, well, here's the deal. In order for us to do this, we would have to really, really look at getting a job and getting a place. And if that happens in quick fashion, then that's God talking. And, and it reminded me of the story of Gideon. And where the angel comes and says, hail mighty warrior. And Gideon's looking around like, who are you talking to? You know, I, I'm standing here in a wine press trying to trying to, to sift wheat. You calling me a what? And that was kind of me. So we decided to take a day off from work. And we went and came to Bowling Green and I had a game plan on trying to find a job. And it just so happened that um, I have worked in my years for different uh, temporary agencies as a good quick way to find a a job and sometimes a way to get into a full time job. And so I went through those companies to start off with. Well, one of those companies called back within an hour of my being there. And said, we got a job interview for you. And so I went to the job interview and had a conversation with those people. I really didn't think that the the, uh, interview went well. I I just had that feeling that it wasn't really good. I I, I just felt that it wasn't the the right situation uh, for what they wanted. And so we came back home. We had looked at a couple of places to stay. And I thought, well, I can't do a whole lot about that until after we find a job because you can find a place all day long. But then it's about finding a job. Then it's about money, things like that. Um, and God has and, and God is just one. I think God has a sense of humor when it comes to me. I think he really likes to laugh and just say, you know what? I'm going to test your faith. And then at the same time, I'm going to get a kick out of this. So that that was on a Thursday. We come home. We don't think anything else of it. We just kind of wait and see, see what see what shakes out. Well, Monday, the following Monday, I get a phone call and that company 
did not uh, kind of agreed with me. They, they didn't think that we it was going to be the best fit for that job. However, they had another position that they were creating and they thought with the resume and the background in the interview that it was the perfect place, the perfect person for this job. So here I am literally getting a job offer off the bat for a company that we both agreed at the time didn't think that that was the best fit. But the job that they offered was something that was within my still within my wheelhouse. And it was just a great offer. So then I go, OK, well, we got half of that done. So now we're going to have to find a place. And then finding that place, I said, well, you know, we got to find a place because, you know, I'm going to start the job on Monday. And un- unless something happens. And so I took another day off from work, drove back across the state, of, uh, state of Kentucky and was looking for a place and we had narrowed it down to a few areas um we had looked at some stuff we had put some things down uh as a game plan to get started so i'm looking uh in a particular area driving around and met a wonderful landlord and was talking with her and she showed me a house and i really wasn't horribly thrilled with the first house and um, I had put my wife on video chat so she could see it too. And so she and I both had the same thought and, and feeling. And then she showed us a second house and said, why don't you just drive over there, take a look at it. And if you like it, fill it out and let me know. So in doing all of that, uh, we're on the phone talking with each other. And just trying to figure out how we're going to make this happen, what we were thinking about, things like that. And this phone call comes in to my wife. Well, she had been looking at some things online. And this apparently one of the one of these companies referred her to a particular uh, group. And that group offered uh, different housing options. And they gave her a call and said, you know, I understand you're looking for a place, things like that. So next thing we know, she goes, well, you know, my husband is already there. Um, Give him give him a call. And so we so she gets in contact with me and in getting in contact with me, she uh, we meet a time and place. And when we get to that point, we see the see the apartment and I will do again the video. And everything was based upon one thing, whether or not I would have a place to stay when I came here on Monday. And so we're sitting in the office and, of course, it's based on your credit and based on this and that and the other. And. During that time period, uh, Sandra and I are, are talking on the phone and we just said a simple prayer and said, hey, if that's what you know, if that's what you want, then let's make that happen. Next thing we know, we get the place. So now I have a job. I have a place to stay. Um, the money part actually worked out. That was another God given uh, thing. And it just worked out wonderfully. So we ended up making this move. Now, we believe that this move has everything to do with uh, working for God. We, we believe that this has everything to do with getting us in a position where we're going to be successful uh, 
and whatever work we do for God in, in the upcoming future. And so in doing that, that's why we are here. Now, my mom is also 79 years old um, due to things that are were and were not within my control. Um, I did not have not spent a good amount of quality time with my mom as an adult. And so, again, that's one of those things where we're trying to make up for lost time. So those are the two biggest reasons why we made this move. In doing so, it obviously you have to pack up a lot of things and move across. And I've been so blessed, so blessed to have some friends of mine from church who not only um, helped us pack the truck, but they also moved, uh, helped us move across the state. They came, they literally drove with us late that afternoon, early evening across the state and helped us get the heaviest stuff off the truck, all the furniture, everything was taken care of, had helped us get the bed set up and then turned around on top of all of that and drove home that night. Even though we offered to put them in a hotel, we offered them food, you know, we, we fed them, we offered to put gas in their vehicle. Um, and so, uh, on behalf of, of Sandra and myself, Vicky preach and Ronnie, I love you guys. You guys are, have are great friends and I hope you guys come back to visit now that we have the house 99% cleaned up, um, boxes are gone and, and we got the office pretty much set up and that's why you're hearing this today. So having said all that, let's get down to just brass tacks here, shall we? So now we're so now we're in a new situation in a new area and we're trying to do everything the way we feel that what God wants us to do. And so now the new problem is trying to find a church home. And so we're working on that right now. And as we're working on that, it's just one of those things where we're going to be looking for what uh, signals God gives us so that we can get up and get out there and serve. And we're not quite sure if we found that place yet. We're just going to keep praying about it. And I hope that you guys pray for us too um, as we move through this. So we're we're going to be, um, we're going to make a couple of small changes as far as the show goes. But you'll, I think you're going to like them. Uh, I am still working on getting guests. Uh, I am working on bringing some people onto the show. Uh, I've put some feelers out there. I've asked some people to come on the show. And it's just right now just a matter of getting schedules down um, because my current work schedule is crazy. I've been working 60 to 70 hour weeks. Um, so it, it's been a little nutty, but we are going to get back on schedule. We are going to start having some um, upbeat Mondays, uh, some encouraging day, uh, encouraging time pieces, uh, things like that to try to keep uh, keep you going. And, but here's the thing for 2020, there are so many great things going on and we are um, getting ready to jump into that new year. And I know it's a Christmas season. It's a time for family. It's a time for friends and getting together but don't lose sight of three things number one don't lose sight of uh 
the reason for the season. Christmas begins with C-H-R-I-S-T. That is Christ. And if you overlook Christ in your life, you're overlooking so much. So let's not overlook the reason for the season, the reason why we should be thankful and the reason why we should be looking forward. It's not uh, lost on me why uh, Thanksgiving is in November, Christmas is in December, and New Year's starts off January. You should be thankful for what you have. You should be thankful to the one who gave it to you. And you should be pushing hard for what you want in 2020. So thank God for what he's given you in 2019. Thank God for what he's done for you in 2019. Embrace the family that you have, the friends and relationships that you have. If you love somebody, make sure that you absolutely know that you, that uh, make sure that they know that you love them. Tell them, show them if it's a, if it's just buying them lunch, if it's just giving them a hug, if it's just saying the words, I love you, whatever it takes. Let that person know that you love them. And also, once you get done with that, make sure you do that daily. Repeat. So number one, be thankful for what you have. Number two, thankful for the person that gave it to you. And number three, and more importantly, set your goals for the 2020. Set your goals and direction for the following year so that we know what we need to do, where we need to go, and how we need to get there. So having done all that, let's break into this, okay? So when we last talked about, we talked about financial stuff and and, and how we needed to go about for uh, 2020. So we're going to break it down into the four different areas and I'm going to use myself as an example in all four. So first and foremost, before the end of this year, make sure that you have on the financial tax part of this, make sure that you have gone out of your way to make sure that every employer, if you work for more than one employer, make sure that every employer has your current address. More people's taxes every year are held up because the W-2 goes to the wrong address. The easiest thing that you can do is let HR know. Now, you have about two weeks before they start really crunching down and HR will be more uh, difficult to get a hold of. So make sure that if you've worked for more than one place, if you have had more than one financial dealing, and um, there's money coming to you or there's taxes that need to pay, pay, be paid from it, that you go out of your way to make sure that they have your current address, especially if you've moved. Now, that also means that if you have moved like I have, you also need to make sure that the Postal Service has your current address. Make sure that your address is the one disseminated to magazine companies, if, you're, if you have magazines coming to the house, to anybody that you feel you need to hear from them on a regular basis. If you have to do it through an app, if you have to do it through a phone call, do it through a letter, whatever you need to do, make sure that gets done. Why? Because you do not want to be in mid-February still waiting on paperwork. Period. While we're at it, make sure you're starting to figure out where you're at for this year. Understand that your budget, if you've been doing a budget, has to have some areas of um, of a start. So the question you have to ask yourself is, okay, 
what what do we have to do here? You know, do we have everything we need in order to uh, move forward? And so, you know, um, do you know how much money you spent at Starbucks this year? Do you know how much money you spent on utilities? Do you know how much money you spent on gas? You know, um, have you saved everything that you needed to save? Make sure you have all your financial records together. Reason being is because you don't want to be in a situation where your tax guy um, is asking you questions that you cannot answer. Or you say, oh, I got to come back to you with that. Because here's what happens. Your tax guy is not going to be bugging you for paperwork. More than likely because he's going to be too busy with other people's taxes. So you don't want to be in a situation where you're worrying about uh, or he tells you, he or she tells you that you need this, that, or the other, and then you put it on the back burner, and then you can't get back in, or worse, not being able to get back in, you forget about it, and the closer you get to tax time, the harder it is to get a hold of them, whether you do your own taxes or not. So here's one more piece of advice, that I'm, uh, and I'm going to hop off of financial for a while. If you owe money to the federal government, Get your taxes fixed first as soon as possible. Here's the reason why. You don't want to be in a situation where you're sitting there waiting until April 15th and then ask your tax professional to submit your taxes for you and then find out that you owe two to $3,000. Then upon learning that you owe two to $3,000, have only two weeks to get that together or you're going to have to face penalties and interest. So the funny thing about that is that so many people spend more money or give additional money to the federal government when they don't need to. So, for instance, if you know and if you know in mid-February that you're going to owe two thousand dollars to the federal government, and you know you have until April fifteenth, okay. So let's just say that gives you eight weeks. Now, if you have eight weeks, $2,000, that gives you a couple hundred dollars a week to start getting ready for it. About two, about two seventy-five a week. Okay. Now, some people sell things. Some people um, get a loan. They come up with different ways to come up with that money. But at least if you have it paid by April 15th, your tax bill with the federal government is paid for and done. Not waiting until the very end, not waiting until June, July or August asking for an extension and then having to pay the interest and penalties. See, most people don't realize that even by asking for the extension, the penalties and interest don't don't start when you submit it. It starts on April 16th. So you still start owing money on April the 16th. Regardless of when you file the tax. So why give them additional money when you don't have to? Just a question. So going shifting gears here. We're going to shift over to, uh, to um, part of the emotional side of things. And so for 2019, figure out have you grown? Have you grown as a person this year? 
have you made have you improved in your relationships have you improved in any relationship have you met new friends have those people that are in your life been good influences to you and those are the questions that you have to ask when you reflect upon your uh, reflect upon 2019 because there are things that you need to be able to do to protect yourself so for instance i would ask you this for the people who are in your life are they great influence on you are are they a good um influence upon your life and if the answer is no i'd be a little concerned and i would probably ask questions do i need to keep this person in my life is this person drawing me away from god is this person keeping me from being the best person i can be is this person a distraction I'm reading a great new book about being about keeping your focus and understanding the difference between traction and distraction. And that the reason why most people on the planet never reach their full potential is simply because they end up missing out on their. Uh, on their they, they end up getting distracted. And by getting distracted, what ends up happening is, is that they, they lose focus. And I hate to say it about myself, but I lost focus this year. Um, focus, losing focus is something is, is a human trait. It just is. And I'm not trying to be a robot or anything like that. But I wanted to be better than where I am this year. Now, am I in a better position than I was this time last year? Absolutely. But am I where I want to be? Absolutely not. So that lets me know that I have to keep pushing, I have to keep going, and I have to figure out where I messed up at. So, for instance, with the tax business, you know, tax season starts January 1st. And yet here I am, and this is the first weekend in December, and I am not completely ready. I'm not where I need to be. I should have done this, um, you know, certain things I needed to have done weeks ago. And I haven't done it. And now that has put me behind and with my work schedule picking up, then all of a sudden now what's going to happen is that I'm going to probably miss out on a couple of things as far as having all of the T's crossed and the I's dotted. That's because there were other things. There are things on TV. I'm a, my wife and I are big, huge fans of the show The Masked Singer. If you've not seen it, you need to see that show. It's in a great singing competition that I really like. However, here's the problem with it. It's a distraction. And it's a distraction because it keeps me from doing the things that I need to do or the things that I want to do, which would eventually put me in a position where I can do the things I want to do like watch more TV, but I'm not there yet. So I need to be working on things. And sometimes between the football games and the basketball games, uh, you know, and a couple of TV shows here and there, all you want to do is sit there and watch TV. And that's a problem. So again, checking your, checking your uh, relationships. Are the people around you helping you get to where you need to be? Are the people around you wanting, uh, helping you become, helping you push forward? Are they helping you um, do the things that you need to do uh, 
in order for you to be to to succeed to meet your goals are they encouraging are they helping or are they recommending you to other people and that is that is the issue that you have uh, in life is to make sure that the people around you are, are, are helping you get there now if you come across somebody or a group of people or whatever that's not helping you get there ask yourself the following question what can you do to help them get on the right track? And if it makes it obvious that they're not going to get there, you may have to let them go. You may have to walk away. And the reason why you may have to do that is simple. Because if they don't help you move forward, they're just holding you back. And remember, we, are, we were created not to sit still and be stagnant. Not to sit around and smoke weed all day or to take pills or to not, not be able to do anything. We were created to move forward. We were created to thrive. And humankind, mankind does better when we thrive. That is a huge deal. And because of that, you don't want to be in a situation where you're sitting around with the same people a year from now not doing better than what you were doing beforehand. Now, what does that mean? Well, how does what does that mean about being better? Okay, so ask yourself this question: Are you the best in your in what you do? Are you doing the best every day? Are you the best employee that you can be? You have to be serious with those questions and answering yourself because if you don't, the problem that you have is really simple. It's going to end up being. That you are going, you are going to be holding yourself behind, and when you hold yourself behind, you affect everyone else around you. Period. So, what do we do for twenty twenty? Do we need to read more? Do we need to be better? Do we need to maybe go to school, take a course? Do we need to ask questions about our, um, ask more questions about our relationships? Uh, maybe we need to get in a deeper relationship. Maybe we need to spend more time with people um, that are dear to us that we have. And I know I need to spend more time with my kids. I need to spend more time with my mom. And so it's going to be harder for me to make those decisions and to, and to divvy up that time and to dictate what I can and can't do. But those are things that are going to have to be done. And the reason why they're going to have to be done is because if I don't do them, who else is going to do them? My mom can't spend time with herself. It would make no sense. My relationship with my mom can't get better if I don't spend time with her. My relationship with my kids don't get better if I don't spend time with them. So you see that, that, that those are the type of things that you need to look at. At the same time, you also need to ask yourself, what are you going to be doing about fixing yourself, making yourself a better person? And remember, if you just read on the things that matter to you, if you read on the things that uh, drive your passion, fuel your, fuel your love for whatever that could be, you could within two years be an expert in that field. Simply because you're doing something that no one else is doing. You want to be you if you're big in the fitness, even though you're 300 pounds, read everything you can about it. Read everything you can about what works and don't work, what's currently working and not working. 
you know, the different body types and within the different body types, what are the different needs? Things like that. And in two years, not only will you be looking like somebody who could teach it, you will be all knowing people will come to you and ask you questions about that. You want to know about being being a better Christian? Read books about it. Read the Bible. Talk to your pastor. Talk to people who you know are smarter than you in the field of that you're trying to find out about. You want to be a better employee? Talk to your supervisor. Talk to his supervisor. Talk to people who make the decisions. Because most of the time, that is the one question that your bosses never, ever hear. When you have a review and there's money on the table, you ask the question, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to be better? What do I need to learn to be better? Where can I be a better employee? What can I do to help you? And once you start doing that, people start realizing you're being serious. And when you show the seriousness in your in your voice, the sincerity that's there, you will be the one that turns around and be the be that person that they will come to. Yes, you may have to work a little bit more. You may have to do some things that you may not want to do up front. But guess what? At the end of the day, it will pay off. Which leads me to number three, being physical. So as I was talking earlier, we were talking about 270 Nutrition and Herbalife. And one of the things that, that Sandra and I have had issues with is our eating. And we found that these shakes do not only wonders as far as the caloric intake. Like I said, if you take two of those shakes and you're only doing 250 calories or less, that's at most 500 calories. Now, at my size, and, and, and I'm not going to talk about my weight today, but at my size, they are asking me to take, I should have about 2,500 calories a day. And that if to have any serious weight loss, then I would need to drop that down to a, at least um, or a max of 2,000 calories a day. So if you think about it, if you have two 250-calorie shakes, that's 500, that leaves you 1,500 calories for snacks and a sensible dinner. So if you get something like if you're drinking water and have a granola bar and the average granola bar is about 100 calories, by the end of the day when it's time to have that sensible lunch or dinner, depending on how you do your diet, that's still 1,000 calories that you can play with. That's a lot of food. And I can tell you that the second half of this year, I was not that person that was taking good care of himself from, from an eating and fitness standpoint. So now I'm working on doing that now because it's required. If I want to get better with myself, if I want to get better in life, what am I going to have to do? I have to get better. I have to make this a must. And so my wife and I are wanting to do this together and work on our work on our um, work on our weight and everything. Because, you know, when you unpack and you see how many clothes that you own and you take a wild guess as to how many of those clothes you don't fit in then the question is what are you going to do about it how serious are you going to be about it and so now i look at i look at this as a 
as a must. Not just as something I need to do. I'm going to look at this as a must. I'm going to look at this as, as like breathing. You know, and Eric Thomas said it best. When you want to succeed, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll start being successful. So, yes, I want to I want to be smaller as bad as I want to breathe. Why? Because it's going to correct some physical issues that I have right now. It's going to affect the diabetes. It's going to affect my high blood pressure. It's going to affect uh, my energy, my mood swings and things like that. It's going to make me a better person. And if it makes me a better person, it's going to make me a better husband. If it makes me a better husband, it's going to make me a better employee. It's going to make me a better father, a better son. And so that's how I'm having to look at this. This has become a must. So now I'm no longer going to sit here and be that guy who just says, oh, well, I'm going to be that guy who's going to go out there and kick butt and take names. Or as the joke has that I've been giving my wife the last couple of years is that I got a speedo with my name written all over it and it's not going to fit right until I lose this weight. Uh, for those of you all who know me, I'm going to let that simmer for a second while y'all get a mental picture. Thank you. So now you got the physical part of it. Let's finish up today with the, with the spiritual part. So as we're getting closer to end 2020, the question I'm going to ask you is what is your, what is your relationship with Jesus like? How has your walk with Jesus been today or this year? Are you where you want to be with that? Because here's the thing. Everything else that we talked about, the financial part, the the uh, educational part, the physical, the physical part, all of that is part of understanding who God is and understanding what you are looking for or wanting to do with your life. And. He will bless you when you make the effort. Now, I know in the Bible, it does not say that, you know, God will help those who help themselves. It does not say that in the Bible. There is no scripture for that whatsoever. Okay. However. When you read the Bible and you study the Bible, you will notice that when God and when God helps those when God has turned people around, it's because they have asked for it. They have taken that step forward and wanting to be better than where they're at. They're wanting to be better than what they what they currently have in front of them. They want to have faith. They want to have that type of faith where it makes them a better person. It makes them have uh, better belief in themselves and as well as in God. So what happens is, is that you have to make that step forward. God can't save you if you don't come to him and ask him for it. God can't bless you if you don't go to him and ask him for it. God can't show you how good he is unless you really ask him for the opportunity to go out there and be that person. See, when God went and got the disciples... He went to them and said, come follow me. And they went, they made the move and he made them fishers of men, not just fishermen like Peter. 
when he went and talked to Paul, who at the time was Saul of Damascus, I'm sorry, Saul of Tarsus, when, when, he, went, when he went to see Saul on that Damascus road, he put himself in a position where, he at, where Paul had to ask him, well, explain to me how I'm persecuting you. Explain to me how I'm doing, how, what I'm doing wrong. And once that, once that request was put out there, now all of a sudden you start seeing a relationship that begins and an understanding of what was going on. That's why Paul was so fervent when he went to not only the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. Because once it was explained to him, he understood that he had it all wrong. And he understood that everyone else had it wrong. So he's trying to correct it. So my question to you is, as 2019 ends, what are you doing to be better? What are you doing in order to go out there and be the best Christian that you can be? And how does this all affect the other three? Because remember I said at the beginning of, the, at the beginning of, this, of this podcast, that all of this is interconnected. As a better Christian, you'll give better. You'll give better of your time, energy, and uh, services. Which means you will tithe better to your church because your church needs it. If you don't want to give to your church, whatever charity that you decide to give to. If that's not an, if, if that's an issue, then, then give it to somebody that you know needs it. But give a portion of what you make to something. You don't keep it all for yourself. When you are in Christ, you have a better feel for yourself. You have a better attitude. You have a better, your whole overall mood is better. When you are walking in God's will, when you're walking in tune with Christ, and many of you already know this, you already know you feel better. You're a better individual, which makes your emotional status better. And typically, once that starts happening, your physical status will get better. So the question that I have to ask you is, what are you doing in order to get better with Christ? And as we wrap this up today, just understand this. That God wants you to be better. Again, he doesn't want you. He wants you to thrive. He doesn't want you to sit there and, and, and be stagnant. He wants you to do better. The people around you want you to do better. I want you to do better. So if you're listening to this, this is simply because of the fact that I want to try to make this. I want you to be better. Notice on this podcast, I'm not selling anything. Um, I'm not wanting you to buy anything from us. But what I am wanting you to do is to be better. Now, we do offer a tax business. We will be on running commercials for that. But at the end of the day, what I'm really saying is, is that you have the opportunity to improve on you and the people around you, whether you live in Tennessee, Kentucky, California, or anywhere in between. And what we want you to do at the end of the day is to be the best person that you can be. And I just want you to know that this isn't some, you know, fly-by-night scheme. This isn't some newfangled way of looking at religion or life. This is just true fact. 
And by looking at this from true fact, it's just really simple. When you improve yourself, the world around you improves. So what does that mean? That means we stay, we move away from people who are not necessarily in our best interest. We start investing in ourselves. We start investing ourselves financially. We start investing in our community physically, spiritually, and financially. We start working on ourselves in such a way, whereas we make sure that at the end of the day, we've been the best, we've done the best, we are the best that we can be as an employee, as a, as, as a husband, a father, a wife, a sister, mother, father, whatever. That's what this is about. And because of that, we want to make sure that you are absolutely the best. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. Um, starting Sunday night, I'm going to put out a really short encouraging lesson and go from there and then we'll still have our weekly discussions beginning this week okay so thank you guys very much and we hope you have a great great christmas season